and welcome to the first ever Coral Yoga podcast. In this podcast, I will share how Coral Yoga came to be and how it has affected me as a singer and a conductor. I'm glad that you are here and hope that each time you come here to this podcast, you find a little of what you are looking for and maybe something extra too. So here it is, the first episode of the Coral Yoga podcast. Hello, I am so excited to finally be recording for this podcast. Oh my gosh, I think this was originally put into my brain like last February of, hey, you should start a podcast about choral yoga. And I was like, nope. And spent a really long time thinking, maybe, no, definitely not. Maybe, no, probably not. And finally came around to, yes, let's just do it. I think this is going to be a great way for us to build the choral yoga community and have awesome conversations about what it really means to bring yoga into our choral rehearsals because it's not just moving and holding our body in weird positions as many might believe initially and as I believed initially. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you about how choral yoga came about and the long process of people trying to convince me to do yoga before I agreed. So it all starts my freshman year of college. I attended Wingate University and my very first semester there in my voice lessons with uh, Dr. John Blizzard, who is probably listening to this right now. Hi, Dr. Blizzard. Um, uh, There was many times where he asked me about my breathing and I made all kinds of lame excuses like, oh, well, I have asthma, so I just can't. And I was wrong, and he kept pushing me and trying to figure out other ways to help me see that I could expand my breath. And finally, one day, as I am refusing to hold out a phrase and saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, he looked at me and was like, have you been going to the gym? Now, I didn't know men could ask young women if they went to the gym, and so I was a little offended. I took a step back and looked down at myself, because I had definitely put on the freshman 15, or more like the freshman 45. And I said, no, but I grew up playing basketball. I'm fine. I'd been playing sports my entire life. My freshman year of college was the first time nobody was telling me to go to a sports practice and run two miles. So no, I wasn't running. And what he was getting at that I later discovered was I needed to build up the muscles around my singing mechanism, especially in my core, to be able to physically support the air that I was trying to pull in and out of my body. And I was not succeeding because those muscles literally did not have enough strength to do that for me. So I started going to the gym and um, definitely focused on my core and building my ab muscles. And I roped my roommate into it, who was also a vocal music ed major at the time. So we would do sit-ups and planks in our dorm room, like, before and after we left class. Um, We were really cool. We had lots of friends. I'm sure you can tell. And so uh, over time, those muscles started to build, and I discovered that singing was easier, and I had more breath support, and my asthma actually was not a barrier between me and a full phrase. And so... I kept working out and thinking, yes, if I just build my abs stronger and stronger, I'll be an amazing singer. I developed a lot of really unhealthy gym habits. I was lifting heavy weights and working out with boys that I should not have been listening to. I ended up spraining one of my biceps. That's not fun. Do not recommend. Do not do it. 
And uh, so after a long process with that, I took a class called Alexander Technique my sophomore year at Wingate. And my professor, Dr. Jesse Wright Martin, who I love very much to this day, she mentioned my weightlifting to me and said she didn't think it was a good idea and that I should try something like yoga or body weight. I told her, no, I liked weightlifting. I'm strong and I can do it. Well, I kept doing it and there are definitely signs now that I should have stopped earlier than I did. Um, by my junior year, I had signed up for Alexander Technique again. I just loved the class so much. I loved developing body awareness. I loved listening to my body and observing these different things throughout each day. Um, part of our classes, we kept a journal each day on the use of our body that day and like how we were feeling. That really started to shift things in my attention of my own physical body. And it definitely related back to the tension that I was holding and that I was using in my singing. So I started to notice some of that going down just by simply bringing awareness to it. And so my junior year, I'm taking this class again. And I had an incredible roommate who I am lucky enough to live with again now. And she had also suggested that I try yoga. And of course, I had told her no. There were so many times I came into the apartment just in an absolute fit of anger or exhaustion uh, just at all the crazy things that were going on during my junior year at Wingate and she said I really think you should try it I think it would help you uh, just to kind of relax and you know feel better I said whatever I don't want to do it I'm not doing that lame pretty girl workout like I lift weights I run I am strong boo and so then one day I came in from class and she was laying on her back on the ground in her bedroom And I peeked in and just said, what are you doing? And she looked up at me and giggled and said, I just did some yoga on YouTube. I feel awesome. And I just kind of stared at her and laughed and realized I can do yoga on YouTube behind a closed door where no one will know. And I don't have to tell anyone if I don't want to. So I went and found a 10 minute clip of a yoga video on YouTube cleared out some space in my room, and gave it a try. Expecting it to be super easy, especially since I lifted weights and ran, I was so strong, it would be so easy. It was so hard. The first downward dog, I collapsed to the ground and was like, are you kidding me? It takes so much strength in so many places. I didn't know there were little muscles in. Oh no, Penny, it's okay. No, it's okay. And um, that's Penny. You'll probably hear her a lot. I know the FedEx truck went by. It's horrible. And so I did the yoga. It was much harder than anticipated. And I was just obsessed with that feeling of being guided in my breathing. It, I think that's something I only experienced while singing. And to ex- experience it outside of singing was like, whoa, you can, you can get to this without an entire choir standing behind you. That's awesome. And so um, those two things really pulled me in. The difficulty of it and that I felt strong and I felt like I was doing something good for my body and the guided breathing. So I told my roommate, fine, I'll go to yoga with you. Um, Let's find a class. So we went and looked at our campus rec schedule and found a meditation yoga class on Thursday evenings. And I said, I'm going to work out before, but like, let's go afterwards. So I went to the gym and lifted weights and yada yada. And my roommate met me there to go to the yoga class. We go in together, found our spot, and I was still a little skeptical, but at this point I was a little more excited to give it a go. 
the teacher Jenny walked in and she was so kind and welcoming she made sure to get our names she told us a little bit about like what was going to happen like where we what we should feel comfortable doing and the space that she created in that room was so welcoming and so loving and so inviting I immediately felt comfortable with her so we did the class there were parts of it that were so hard my legs were killing me my arms were throbbing I fully regretted lifting weights before doing this and then we got to final relaxation or shavasana at the end and Jenny did a guided meditation and I think a minute and a half into it I'm sitting on my mat just sobbing and I realized that was probably the first time I had just sat and allowed myself to feel and a lot of things that happened in my first two years of college um, that we will not go into that I had never given myself space to feel and so through this crazy adventure with singing and yoga I got to experience my own feelings and it made a huge difference in my life it opened up so much space for me to be able to pay attention to the other people in my life, the work in my life, and I was hooked. So I went back to that class every single week. I developed a beautiful relationship with Jenny. Uh, she became my mentor as the a position in Campus Rec opened up, and I applied and was accepted and began training to become a yoga teacher and to work for Campus Rec. Um, so a year after my very first yoga class, I got certified to teach and for my remainder of time at Wingate I taught the meditation yoga class at the university and that was such a beautiful thing for me to get to do to go from skeptic to student to teacher all within a little over a year and so as I'm singing along during all of this and going through different choirs and different levels of my uh, voice lessons preparing for my senior recital I'm noticing all of these small and huge changes in my singing. After two classes of Alexander Technique and a year of yoga, I felt like I could stand on a stage and sing for hours, whereas my freshman year, I would have told you it hurts so bad to stand and sing, especially if I was holding a score. We did a lot of um, big works, master works, like uh, Bach B minor mass, Mozart Requiem and stuff where you're holding these slightly heavy books. And the first time I did one of those, I was in so much physical pain. My shoulders ached, my back ached, my legs were sore. And now I could go do that. And I would have some of that stuff because I don't, I have not perfected the act of body awareness. And I don't always move in the ways that I know I should to help prevent these things from building up. But it is so much less just because of the awareness that I have built around it. And so I started to think in my senior year as I'm teaching yoga and preparing for student teaching and thinking about my conducting career and what I want it to look like. I'm realizing this is something I need in my career. I need to have yoga involved in my singing. How am I going to do that? And I started thinking, surely people have like figured this out. Like surely there are people that go around and already do yoga for choirs, right? And there's really not. There's a couple people that do yoga for singers, um, but there's nothing really aimed towards a full choir experience. And so as I'm seeing that, I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll do this at some point. And so as I'm graduating college, I have people talking about uh, sessions at conferences and stuff. And I had overheard someone say, yeah, it usually takes a few years to get approved. So if like, you want to do one, you should apply maybe before you're ready so that it can like get in the pot. I don't remember where I heard that and I don't know why I believed it. So I 
went ahead and applied for a session at conference before I'd even graduated college. I knew nothing. And um, on an email address that I had created thinking, oh, when I graduate college, I'll stop using my university email and this is the one I'll use. And then I forgot it existed. So I kept using my university email address. And sometime around, I think, August of 2017, after I'd graduated and had already been teaching, I taught a year around school my first year, um, I get a Snapchat from one of my friends that I graduated with was like, congratulations, can't wait to go to your session. And it was a picture of the conference schedule for NCMEA. And I immediately responded to them. I was like, where did you find that? What is that? What's happening? So they told me where it was. I went online and saw it and kind of panicked and um, realized that I had given this person a different email address. And so I went and checked that email and I had all of the information of like, congratulations, you've been chosen for a session. Like, here's what you need to do. Here's what's happening. And it had been in there for like two months and I had no idea. So the schedule has come out. I had no idea I was even presenting. And so I'm rushing to put together this presentation on something that I totally made up thinking I wouldn't get accepted for at least another year. So I had called the session Yoga in the Choral Rehearsal, which was a really long title. And um, so I put the everything I could think of together of why yoga should be used in the choral rehearsal. And at that point, I was still thinking more literal of you use your body like this, it affects your voice like that. So it was very body related and um, did a little bit with breathing. Since then, I've added a lot more of the mindfulness aspect and more comprehensive understanding of the full body's and mind's involvement in choral singing. So I did the session. It was packed, which terrified me. Lots of people came up to me afterwards. A lot of people have come up to me since saying that they were at my very first session. They're so excited to see me again. They've had people at workshops say that they've been using it in their classrooms. I've gotten emails from people saying they've been using it in their classrooms, which is so exciting to me. I'm so glad people are using it. Uh, and after that, I just felt like this is something I'm really going to be doing, uh, which is an awesome terrifying feeling I don't want to commit to anything but it happened for me and I'm really glad so from there on I started keeping notebooks of jotting down little things I bought anatomy books I bought uh, yoga books I bought choir books that talk about the body connection I have all these crazy weird things that I just started studying and highlighting and making notes on for building this choral yoga thing that I've got now so back in the spring of what year is it? 2019? Is it 2019? Oh my goodness. 2019, I started the Coral Yoga Instagram and started sharing some things on there. Went back and forth about what I really wanted that Instagram to be and have more so settled on it being about conversations and just sharing the ideas. Moving forward, I like to use it to answer more questions and to have conversations like that with people and maybe post some videos and a little more information and resources on it. Um, in addition to the Instagram, I've been doing workshops for a while now. I've gone to middle school, high school, and collegiate classrooms to do a full workshop. Oh, and churches. Um, to do a workshop where we talk about body awareness, body mapping, mindfulness, breathing, the physical aspect of the singing body, the muscles involved, which muscles we need to focus on, why it's important to release tension, where we're holding tension, how to notice tension, yada, yada, yada. A lot of other really awesome things I think are important, especially for classroom teachers who see their students every day or every other day. I'm very jealous of that. I see my kids once a week and I miss them all the time. And um, 
a lot of those community building things that I think are imperative to the choral experience that we all seek. Um, so that's something you can get from the workshops. And then I'm in the works of building a resource that will be accessible to everyone. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the kinks of the best way to do that and finish filling it with information. It'll have links to videos and websites that already exist, but they'll just be compiled so that you can find them easily, as well as writings from myself and other people um, and some different write-ups of flows and exercises that I use with my choruses to build the singing muscles. Uh, I've been using choral yoga with uh, one of my groups for three years, ever since I graduated, and have seen a huge difference in their focus, the tone that they produce, and the way they use their bodies during rehearsal and during performances. I can look at my kids and say, check your body, and they will do a full body scan of making sure their posture is set up. They'll check in with their breath. You'll usually see one or two of them take a big cleansing breath, which makes me so happy, and then you'll see this sense of calmness fall across the choir. It's not perfect, right? There's always that one kid that just refuses to do it and is flying off the wall, and that's okay. That's part of that space that I create for them to let them know that no matter how you show up in this room, I'm going to love you. I might give you a look. I might point my finger at your face and tell you to fix it, but I'm going to love you in this space. And that's really a big aspect of this choral yoga um, method to teaching choir is you're creating more than a lesson plan. You're creating a place for kids and people to come to learn and sing and feel and experience and breathe and do all of those things together. And it's a very precious and sacred time, uh, especially in my opinion. I think singing and being in community with other people is always a form of spiritual practice. And I think it's really important for us as the leaders of that time to preserve that for these people and to know that for some of them, this is the one time a week they come and get to feel calm. For some kids, it's the one place where they get to come and feel safe. They get to come and feel loved. They get to come and feel like they're not being judged or that they're only being judged on their singing. And for today, that's fine. Um, so yeah, choral yoga is about our bodies. It's about our mind. It's also just about us as human beings and what we can do to create a safe, loving environment where everyone can come to sing and move and breathe and feel together. So that's how choral yoga came to be. Through it, I have grown tremendously as a singer and a conductor. I feel more comfortable being on stage. I don't feel as much anxiety as I once did just existing. I feel like I could sing or conduct for extended periods of time and actually enjoy what's happening in each moment instead of thinking about, well, after this, I get to do this, or I just can't wait till this is over. This is so much stress. I can't wait for it to be done. I want to enjoy each of those moments because those moments on stage with my beautiful singers, that's the most precious thing. That's why I'm doing this. I never want to wish that away. So I hope you continue to join me in this crazy journey of choral yoga I hope uh, you will follow on my Instagram and keep up and join in conversations, share your ideas with me, ask questions. I would love to answer to them. I am so glad that you have found this and that you are choosing to add yoga into your life and hopefully into your singers' lives as well. Thanks for being here and happy singing.